Hello and welcome back to a special episode of the We Need Therapy podcast. Back by popular demand, we're in the studio and we are answering your burning questions about Josh's adventure and what he's been up to for the last six months. Oh, finally, another episode about me. <laughs> we did one at the beginning and now there's one in episode Yeah, we, we booked ended. I'm going to end you in a minute. Uh, well, enjoy the show. All right, before we get started, I need to apologise to our listeners. What, for returning? Well, you know I've been in Germany for the last four months, so I know my Australian-German accent's quite strong. Oh, okay, sure, sure. So if any of our listeners need to slow it down. Well, the rapid fire of intellectual conversation that comes out of your mouth, you think they might need to, to pause it a little bit? I've been back a week and it's taken me a while to get used to speaking English again. Well, I, I saw you with a sausage in your mouth just earlier, so... Yeah, that's got nothing to do with the language, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you. Yeah, you too. It's really good to be back here in the studio as well. I know, back by popular demand. Yeah, I mean, your mum messaged, my sister messaged... That's you it. message. Yeah. <laughs> the one fan listening is going to be like over the moon. So <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, I'm sure we've got some new listeners that are quite keen to hear us talk about whatever we usually talk about. Um, racial innuendo and you, size penis. of your penis. Well, that's racial innuendo. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much the only two topics. Um, and my sex sexcapades. Oh, see, you don't even know how to say the word anymore. It's been that long. <laughs> I am going through a dry spell, but I'll tell you about that a little bit later. Oh, dry spell. Tell me. <laughs> um, it's a fucking Sahara Desert here. That's what it is. <laughs> we were hanging out yesterday, weren't we? Rick- yeah, so it's turned into a bit of an annual tradition. So me and Jordan went on this romantic getaway to this deserted island off the coastline of Perth. Yeah, yeah. An intergalactic portal to another <laughs> world. I... um. I got some mushies. I got some magic mushrooms. We went to Rottnest Island and had some mushies. Yeah. and Which we've done a few times now. No, we have done LSD a couple of times. Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. And what, by the time you take it, you can't even remember your own name, so <laughs> it doesn't matter what the substance is. <laughs> How would you describe the method um, that you had? It was pretty exotic, wasn't it? Well, I started calling you Pete Evans, which now that I look at you, you kind of look like him. Yeah, well, I've just got a tan on. Yeah, so. epic anti-vaxxer, <laughs> fake tan, really white teeth. Yes, yeah, so. Well, you were showing me the process of how to activate the uh, enzymes in the mushrooms to make the hit stronger. Do you know I've never, I've had mushrooms once in my life. Which Magic was- mushrooms, psilocybin, which apparently has like loads of great health benefits, which obviously I didn't really care about when I was just smashing them through the blender. <laughs> but um, well, Tell us how you made them. So apparently uh, what I did is I, I added like 30 mil of lemon juice to the mushrooms and let them like... Marinate? Basically. Apparently that helps the psilocybin activate. And then I chucked them into a blender. So lemon juice, blueberries, watermelon, magic mushies, shake, shake, shake. What kind of blender did you have? Because it was quite chunky. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, that was a um, Nutribullet. Oh, you didn't blitz it for that long. Ah, oh, you're having a joke. I did. Oh, it was quite chunky for me. I got some little mushroom fibres stuck in my teeth. Woke uh, up this morning and I was like, ooh, I'll still we'll go- save this one for later. <laughs> still going, were you? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I thought it was great. Like, it tasted amazing. Yeah, I mean, just to, to clarify, me and Jordan don't really do any illicit drugs, but I don't really count mushies as, like, drugs as such because it comes from nature. I'd say it's a health tonic. Yeah, you picked it up on a just the side of the road one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with mm, that. I think mushies have a bad name. I don't. I, I reckon they're pretty mainstream now. They're pretty. Well, well, they're not intense. I remember as a kid, it was like, oh, magic mushrooms. Oh, you start hallucinating, seeing shit. But what you were thinking about that? Yeah, like but that's the. We, we had a really low dose. Like we were advised because me and Josh, we don't really know how to do it, but we were advised say a dose. Let's say it's like a five out of ten. We took like two out of ten. So yep. we even went like half of what was recommended. I think the uh, scientific term is called microdosing. Yeah, there was something micro about yesterday. It certainly wasn't the dose. <laughs> it was very sure. cold on rotness. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it was good. It got us to a nice uh, intellectual level, actually. So we didn't take enough to hallucinate or anything. No, no, none of that. Enough to activate the suppressed emotions that we have in our brain. But That's just the patriarchy, being in a male-dominated world, being a male, and the expectations of such. So I'm highly feminist at the moment. I've been reading all these books. So I'm just like, down with the men. But, um, yeah, going back to Rotnest, um, I would describe it as, like, it was fun. The sensations were a little bit altered. Like, I felt a bit dizzy. 
Um, it was quite nice going into the water and watching the the water sort of the waves the trickle. ripple. Yeah, and then do you remember looking at like the gum trees and the yeah trees? the trees moving? That was kind of cool. What and about that, that ice cream that we ate? That was quite nice. I think that was just good ice cream in general, but fuck. Remember I was eating it and licking the sides and every time I turned the cone around, I was like, wow, there's more of it. And you were like, yeah, dude, that's a fucking like cone shaped object. Like it's a tube In the object. middle of summer, like yeah, the yeah, sun yeah. blaring down. It kept dripping onto my hand. I'd be like, whoa, there's some more like, trips. Whoa, can you see that? <laughs> Why am I wet? But the, the one time, like now having, we weren't hallucinating, but definitely it was a heightened sense of a state when we were at the bakery. Do you remember what happened at the bakery? We got a bit baked at the bakery, yeah. We got a bit baked at the bakery, but I, I turned into a, a petty criminal, petty theft. So did you say pet, petty, pet, petty or pet? You better be careful considering what we know happened on Rotness yesterday. For those listeners in Perth, there was a news bulletin that was released on the island at the time we were there. And let's just say it's a topic that we do not want to go anywhere near. But it rhymes with petty. Yeah, sure. So we're in the bakery and I had two, I had something in my, I had a, what did I have in my hand? My penis. <laughs> oh my God. You're kidding me, right? I had that in like my fingers. It was so small. <laughs> I was using a pincer grip and even then I couldn't fucking hold on to it. Slippery thing, wasn't it? No, no. I had like a, a donut or something and I forgot to pay for it. No, the muffin. The you muffin. Stole a muffin. I stole a muffin. I stole a muffin from the bakery. But up. then to really rub it in, you just sat outside the bakery on the premises <laughs> and just ate it in front of the staff. Just consuming it right in front of their face to be like. And you were like, you were pretty high at this stage and you just wouldn't shut up about it. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I've stolen this muffin. <laughs> so I purchased one object. I've purchased a pie or something. And then we walked outside and I was like, oh my God, what about the muffin? And then I was just eating it, like staring at the lady behind the cash register. Yeah, that was probably when we were kind of towards the more cooked side of the scale. And you remember that sign about the quokkas? Bit ominous. Yeah, what did it say? I've actually got it right here on my phone because I remember thinking, oh, I'm a bit baked right now, but this is freaky anyway. So there's a picture of a quokka leaning over the sign and it said, I may be cute, but please don't touch me. Which is like... Actually, now that I say it. Yeah, I don't think it's as... I thought it was really ominous at the time. I remember you freaking out about it. I was kind of thinking like, like, I remember I I likened that quokka to Pennywise, you know, the scary clown. Like, don't touch me or I'm going to eat your hand off. Now I can say for the first time since not being on mushrooms, it's not scary. (laughs) It's actually quite cute. (laughs) It's very cute. We're going to put this on the socials. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm completely cooked. Um, But we did have a good day yesterday. It was nice. It was the first time that you and I could reconnect after probably six months apart. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I don't know how you felt going into yesterday, but was a part of you like, not anxious, but like, how will this go? Because we hadn't spent any time together. No, I didn't think about that at all. Did you? Uh, not, not really, but thinking when I was reflecting last night after the day, I was like, you know what? That was the perfect social lubricant for us. Because yeah, because you and I usually don't get along at all. No, no, We have no, nothing to talk up. about. We're both very shy people. <laughs> and that's why Mushy's just brought us together. No, but I feel like it, it took us to a level of conversation that we have reached before and we often do, but I thought we might get caught in just the general catch-up. Like, I did this, you did this. I went there, you went there. But instead, we sat for probably like two hours, like just on in one intense conversation, which was really meaningful. And it was great that we we got there. But um, yeah, I believe everyone should do mushrooms. I think it's healthy for society. I'm on mushrooms right now. I actually think they should do it in Israel and Palestine. Oh, okay. So we're going to get Josh's hot take on the conflict in the Middle East. It's just, just good to, you know. No, go on. Some this conflict between two people like there was between me and you. Just We, yeah. didn't, we didn't have any conflict. A bit of mushy just takes the edge off. How we solve the world's problems. Yeah. Do you want to comment on that situation? Uh, just put it in a missile and oh! gas out oh. both cities. You used the word gas. You've just come back from Germany. How oh. fucking dare you? Have I been indoctrinated? I think so. <laughs> I, I don't even want to touch this topic. <laughs> so anyway, Joshi in Germany, everyone saw the social media. By the way, did you hijack one of our Instagram accounts or our TikTok? My TikTok? No. Was it the weaning therapy TikTok? Yeah. That's, uh, my, that's my TikTok page. I thought it was 
it was like at We Need Therapy Pod or something. It was. And then, and then what happened? As soon as you got to Well, to be fair, we thought land. the podcast died because he had a hissy fit six months ago around. This is too hard. No one's listening. True. No one was listening, by the way. Have you noticed in the last couple of weeks, the listeners have gone up? Like, Oh, have, have you looked? Yeah, I looked once and there was like 20 people listening one day. I was like, you fucking losers. Like... This show's been on hiatus for six months. Yeah, interesting. I, I did take a look maybe a couple of, like, for the Spotify wrapped. Yes. Um, oh, my God, Spotify wrapped. We were number one in how many people? people yeah, listen. actually, I've, I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, what losers are listening to this show as their number one? Like, come on, there's so many good podcasts it's out pro- there. It's probably actually the only losers that are listening to us right now. Yeah, true. In which case, we love and adore you all. You've been fans since day one, and we do this show for you. So we were the so Spotify rap. So basically, you know, anyone that's cool has Spotify rap. There's always like one or two random people that have Apple Music. Oh, like, don't even fucking get me started on the Apple Music rap. It's revolting. Um, we had 208 fans that had us as a number one podcast. <laughs> Losers. As a number one. Yeah, they must not be listening they to anything. They must not, yeah, because we only were active for about six months. Wow. But even the fact that top five was a lot, 525. One of them was me. I was in the top five. I don't even think it was the top five for me. No, you were like number seven, <laughs> which is really embarrassing. I was like number three. Anyway. And our good. best episode was The Blind Date. Oh, do we want to talk about Darcy? Yeah, go on. So She's dead to me. Th- there is a certain person who we had on this show very graciously. Who I used to date. No, you went on one date. Still, that counts for me. That's, that's this is an indication of how you perceive dates and relationships. <laughs> Take note, listeners. Hey, it was consensual, this one. So. Oh, God. I don't even know where to go with that. Um, so, no we, no, we had Darcy on the show and she was great. She was lovely. She took the ball of podcasting and really ran with it, didn't she? Yeah, I saw that when I was away. I was like, how dare this bitch? I leave the country for five minutes and she tries to chop my liver. Yeah, so she was number two in Australia at one point for like the weekly rap or whatever, just under Joe Rogan. Oh, she must have a big catalogue of episodes. She's actually only got four episodes and I think she stopped podcasting now, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to keep them going. Mm. Anyway, so... Let's go back to your trip. Yes. Joshy in Germany, stolen social media account and B-grade travelling account. I actually realise how hard it is to make TikToks. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, I've got all the time in the world. I'm going to start making daily TikToks. I am not a funny person. Nope, not at all. I watched a couple. I was actually so boring. I'm not at all. <laughs> was it your intention to become like a little bit of a traveling, you know, like. No, I think because a lot of my friends are quite young and they're on TikTok and they're like, oh, you should just make daily TikToks like what Darcy did so we can see what you're doing day to day. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. What, crying and jerking off. Well, that got banned on TikTok. Yeah. Well, that's why you opened up the OnlyFans. <laughs> um but, I mean, how has it been? What have you been up to? Oh. Our audience is dying to know. Our audience is dying to know what's happening with my visa. Yeah, here we go. Oh, visa gate. Visa gate. Well, I don't know if I'm going back to Germany. I hope you are. I hope I am. I don't want to be stuck in this fucking room talking to you without being on mushies. <laughs> All right, you got the, You finally spat out the joke and it wasn't funny. But um, <laughs> tell us... So basically, long story short, because a lot of people are asking and it's like the number one thing that people ask me when I catch up with them. It's trending. It's trending on Twitter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so you're not going back? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm going back. Like the issue is that I was misinformed by the school that I go to. They said, you you can come to this country, Germany, because you're an Australian. We get to be in Europe for 90 days without the need for a visa. Wow. And then once you're here, just apply for it. It'll be fine. You'll get it straight away. Mm. Did you do your own background research on that or just took it at face value? I, I did Google it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seemed to be the common theme on the internet. Okay. You just go to Germany, Sledging, sort it out there. the school of business and Google. Who else are you going to take down with you? Uh, the Pope. Okay. Because I've been praying to him and he hasn't given me anything. Well, we're going back to that petty thing, aren't we? <laughs> Moving on. So anyway, I've used up my 90 days. And the issue with Germany is they're so... Strict. Oh, so strict and so slow at doing everything. They're like fucking Nazis. Oh, Oh. can't say that. Oh, you just did. It's okay. (laughs) This isn't going into Germany. (laughs) We're banned. (laughs) So, yeah, the issue is everything in Germany has to happen through paperwork. 
So I had to wait for my health insurance certificate to get mailed to me, my student certificate to get mailed to me and all these other... You can't PDF and print them? No, no. It's like you're living in Hogwarts. Like you're you're sending messages via owls. It's ridiculous. Well, they're the only country in Europe that still uses cash. They they don't trust online systems. They're, They're a very private society, which I think stems from whatever happened 50, 60 years ago. I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never heard of Germany before this conversation. <laughs> so they're quite a private society or they're a very like suspicious society? Are they worried a, a about A bit it? of both. Like okay. I was talking to one of like this guy that was in his 40s. He was a teacher who was teaching me German. And he was like, no, you guys shouldn't pay card with everything because when you pay card, the company can see where you've bought things, what you've bought, how Good. often you bought and what time. And I'm Great. like- Great, track it. Yeah, I, I love it when I get targeted ads on Instagram. Fucking tap me away. I think that explains a lot of the questions that I've had about you with the whole tap me away thing. But sure, that sounds good. Do you feel like you've become a bit suspicious now, coming back to Australia? Absolutely using, not. You know, pay pass? No, no, no. It's, it, it pisses me off so much. The fact that I've had, like, I never carry a wallet here in Australia. Cause yeah, we have that's because no you never fucking pay. Every time it's your round, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, like, whatever. Ghost bomb, go home. Yeah, no, yeah. but no, I've had to buy a wallet to be in... Germany because I need to carry cash around. Sorry, sorry. I asked you how Germany's going and you led with the story I had to buy a wallet. Yeah. There must be other stuff going on. Um, okay, so going back to the visa, what happens when you get back to the border in Okay, so days? I've applied for a residency permit and part of that stipulation is that you're not meant to leave the country. Mm-mm. You haven't done that, have you? No. Jetted out. No. We're actually doing this podcast online. I'm actually still in Germany right now. <laughs> but you were leaving, like, friends were texting me saying, Josh is in other European countries. Like, what's he doing leaving the country? What, and he's coming back to Australia. It's like, is he taking this seriously? In is my defence, I thought Austria and Germany were the same. <laughs> I'm about 60 years behind the times there. I think a lot of people uh, did and do. Yeah. <laughs> Another Holocaust joke. How many of them can we uh, thread <laughs> through this conversation? But I figured, like, yeah, so for a probably about a day there. I was like, oh shit. Like my police officer friend, he's like, no, you can't leave. Um, I talked to the government agency. They're like, no, you can't leave. And what did you do? Left? Well, I, I had the tickets home. <laughs> oh my God. It would be a crime not to And it was them. cold. Yeah, exactly. It's very cold in Germany. It's crazy. That's why no one goes there except for in the summer for like two days in the year. People go to Oktoberfest, drink beer and then they leave straight away and here i am so what happens when you get back you know what are the what are the risks what are the fines what are okay the so when i get back i'm just hoping that with my australian passport they'll just wave me through yeah because i tend to you know my life is chaos but everything seems to work out eventually true this is the lucky country the power of that passport you're gonna wave it in their face in. and say let me through and you know what? if they don't I'll let me in, in if they don't let me in they'll be like you know what germany You're so bad with borders. You can't really talk. Yeah, yeah. What happened? (laughs) Aggressive expansion? I'll be like, I am Polish, not Australian. Oh, okay. Because you look fucking Polish. Hey, I went to a Polish wedding, so. Well, tell us about that. Oh, amazing. Three-day celebration. Wild. Friday night dinner, Saturday wedding, party until 5 a.m. And then wake up at 12 p.m. and then have lunch until... Sunday night until everyone basically drops off and dies. And I did pretty well. Mm. So every person at the wedding got two bottles of vodka catered to them. Okay. Because the Polish love vodka. Mm-hmm. And I finished my both my bottles by probably 3 a.m. Saturday. Fuck. And I only passed out at 5 p.m. Sunday. Whoa. Hey, that's pretty good. So, so what are the traditions of a Polish wedding apart from drinking vodka and partying for three days? Is there anything else that makes it unique? Um, that's a good question. I, um, <laughs> not one that you obviously thought of coming into this podcast. <laughs> well, um, I think, well, do, do they throw plates? Man, I was blasted for most of the night. Okay. There was a lot of games. At one point I took my shirt off. Yep. I can't remember why. You've done that many times here. That's true. Did you get lucky? I may have had a wedding romance. Oh yeah. Little yeah. smooch. Oh, she was she was a gorgeous girl. I remember I saw her the first night because that's what happened. What when she was I, the flower girl going down the aisle? Oh, you didn't. I've not told you this story yet, and that is not a great comment <laughs> to make. 
<laughs> so she turned out to be the cousin of the bride. And the bride is one of my really good friends from way back. She I um, met her here in Australia, actually. Yeah, cousin of the bride. So cool. cousin of the bride. I ended up making small talk with her. We danced a bit on the dance floor the night before. So it wasn't until Sunday did I start talking to her. What? Wait, did she speak English? Yeah. Or were you just like, you know, throwing a bottle of vodka down her throat and then like <laughs> kissing her in between? Well, the kicker of the story is that I asked her how old she was. I, I love that you waited three days to do that. Yeah, it was like, you know, it, it took Jesus three days to come back to life. So Sure, sure. That's a, that's a little bit more impressive than opening your mouth and saying, how old are you? But anyway, go on. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my birthday next week. I'm 19. I'm like, okay, so you're turning 20. That's that's not too bad. Oh, no, she's 18 turning 19. She was 18. Fuck. But, I mean, look, legal, right, in yeah. Poland? Yeah, legal around the world. Yeah, But yeah. the thing is, I kept going around. Everyone chill out. Like, seriously, get off your high horse. Well, I was saying to my friend, I was like, oh, my God, she's so lovely. Like, her skin's so soft. Oh, fuck me. This sounds like Silence of the Lambs <laughs> in here. What were you doing? Well, well, what were you doing? We, we just, we shared a couple of kisses, but okay. I was really drunk. And this is really embarrassing. And I have a feeling she might be listening to this. Okay. You couldn't get it up. So we'll just say it. <laughs> we're, we're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. No, it's no. It's only a couple of centimetres anyway. Like there's really not much of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I um, asked her out on a date because I was like, oh, tomorrow, like, oh, let's go for lunch, God. blah, 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 blah. And Don't that, oh, do man. that. I was selling her the Australian dream. I was like, you know, you could come to Australia, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, I brought her back to my room because I was like, oh, oh, my Lord. I need, help me get a jumper. Like I need you to help me find a jumper. Okay. I was really drunk. This yeah. is really embarrassing to say out loud. It doesn't sound great. Anyway, we went back to my room. She found me my jumper and I passed out on the bed. Oh, okay. Never saw her again. Yeah, I yeah, I can imagine that. Fuck. Aren't I unlucky in love? That What have I ever done wrong in that situation? That wasn't so much luck as you were really inebriated. Did you think did you make a fool of yourself or do you think it just naturally wrapped up? I don't know. I have a feeling if, I don't know, if you took someone home and he passed out in bed after just. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with this one. Love's very R-A-P-E in here right it's now. It's not the most attractive thing, let's just say. Oh, you mean like to be a complete slosh? Yeah. especially oh, when, yeah. Especially when you're 18 and probably like, I don't know, met a really attractive man for the first time. Yeah. Um, well, that wasn't her experience, so that was weird. But I actually did go over to someone's house for a hookup once and they fell asleep. They passed out and didn't open the door. Wait, that passed out at what stage? So we were messaging and then it was like, hey, we'd caught up once before and it was like, hey, you know, I've been out drinking. I was like, yeah, I've been out drinking as well. And then it was like, let's catch up. And I Ubered over to his house, uh, knocked on the door. He'd passed out on the couch. Just, but you got into the house? No, I didn't even get into the house. I was just knocking at the door. So I think the fly screen door was locked. And either way, I don't think I would have gone in. But he was asleep. I could actually hear him snoring and see his like, And you yeah. woke him up? No, 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 no. Well, I kind of called through to say like, hey, I'm here. But it was so embarrassing that I didn't start yelling. <laughs> you know, my next my next uh, thing was to kind of throw stones through an open window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romeo, Romeo. His, Romeo. <laughs> yeah, oh. recumbent corpse to wake <laughs> up and have sex with me. But no, um, yeah, so that was just a really embarrassing story. That was but last I, week, right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, is that 10 years ago. Oh, well, that's not that embarrassing. What, um, you were 18? Pretty much. He was 18? Pretty much. Or he was 27? But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was a wild time. That was a really amazing celebration. And I think Great. what I loved about it, my friend Claudia, she's the only real Polish person I know. Mm. But to be engrossed in that environment with full of like Polish people, the way that they celebrate love or just celebrate in general. What, by getting drunk? It's just so admirable. But what was it about this this ceremony that made it special? I mean, like was it I, the intensity of it. Yeah, I've been to many different weddings. Mm -hmm. um, ones in different countries, different cultures. Always the bridesmaids, never the bride. 
But I think like it was a three day celebration. It was like we don't care who you are. We're going to celebrate with you because it was British people. It was Australians, mm. and just the way that I mean, half the people didn't speak English, but they really got around me. They they loved how just celebrating me, how different I was. Wait a minute, you like this wedding because everyone paid attention to you. Yeah, and was, you were the center of attention. I was the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> God, you are. And un- that is why you I love are Polish unbelievable. people. <laughs> You're like, any wedding that celebrates me is fantastic. <laughs> you know, traditionally, um, the attention should be on the bride. Ah, oh, fuck the bride. I never liked her anyway. <laughs> and you managed to squeeze into her dress, so that was good as well. We took those nice photos of you. <laughs> oh, you mean in her dress? I think you meant in, yeah. Oh, no. Um, you're, you're never going to get in one of them, but I mean, into a tight corset. You're almost there, aren't you? <laughs> So you've you've been to this wedding and you did a bit of travel as well before you got sorted in Germany. Yeah, so for the first month I had two of my close friends, Jala and Ash, travel with me. And honestly, without them I would have really struggled. Like I really struggled leaving this country. Mm. I mean, we've talked about my inabilities to cry a few times on this podcast now. Yeah. But on that plane leaving I just broke down in tears for a good half an hour being like, you know, what am I doing? Mm. Why am I leaving this amazing life that I have behind? Just all kind of hit you at once, did it? It really did. And I'm like, shit, this is real now. And Mm. for that first month, even when we were traveling, I'd have these bouts of homesickness. I'd have people messaging me saying that, you know, they miss me. And that was enough to trigger me. Mm. I mean, you didn't message me at all, which... I actually lost your number. (laughs) I I lost your number for three months. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Um, But I did read that Instagram post that you wrote, you know, 45,000 feet up in the air, sitting in business class. It was like a fucking essay. I only got through half of it. And yeah, just I do like my essays. Yeah, you do. I thought that was a nice post. No, it, it was had a picture of you in it. Yeah. In the, in the second round, I that, think. That was my favourite part. <laughs> All about me. No, uh, do you know it's actually scientifically proven that you're more likely to cry and become emotional in aeroplanes? Is that right? It, it is. There's a couple of theories behind it. One being like low oxygen, 16% instead of 21, which yep. is room air. And the other one is obviously just the, the circumstance. Like when you're traveling, everything seems a bit more in mm. flux. So, yeah, you've managed to cry, which I'm very happy and it sounds like a very healthy thing. And, yeah, but it is more likely that you do that that kind of reflective. Yeah, and I was so grateful to have the two girls with me for that first month. Yeah, um, looked like you then, had a great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of moments, though, where I just broke down randomly. It was very weird, very weird. Wow, do you feel like the floodgates were open and then all of a sudden it was just like, bang. Well, I feel like the last four months I cry every other fucking week. It's so weird. Uh-oh. I'm turning into a girl. <laughs> That's the patriarchy speaking. How <laughs> dare you? Does it feel good, though? Have that release um, or not? Does it feel good? Don't you feel like when you have when you cry, it's like a release of emotion? And do you not feel that you processed, you know, slightly what you were upset about? No, I don't think I don't feel like I do. All right, back to therapy for you. <laughs> you haven't got the point of it, obviously. But then we had Oktoberfest, and we had my other friend Maddie and a couple of other friends come, and it was like the last big farewell or time that we'd have together. Mm, and it was an amazing mm. celebration. But one by one, each day someone would drop off, drop mm. off, and then not up, dying. No, like uh, left. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I thought we had a serial killer. And by the end of it, yeah, I all of a sudden I was it was real. I was living abroad by myself, mm. not having a routine, not knowing anyone, and that was terrifying. Terrifying, absolutely. But it's like, it's what you were seeking, right? When you booked this experience. Mm. And it's quite funny, like coming back here last week, the feelings of me leaving Munich were the exact same feelings I had leaving Perth to go there. Oh, okay. Like, uh, again, I was at the airport. I ended up getting quite emotional thinking about, oh, I'm I'm leaving my home, but mm. this has only been my home for three months. The motherland. I'm so sad to be leaving my friends, but these are friends that I've only had for 10 weeks and I get to see all these amazing friends that I've had for 10 years. Mm. I think that's why I was so conflicted as to why am I feeling like this? Yeah. I mean, you're definitely someone that that puts down emotional bonds pretty quickly. Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I crave connection. I I love connection. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I've been here a week now and I'm like, who the fuck are these people that live back in Europe? Like, I love my life here. Why, Mm. Why did I ever leave? Yeah, interesting. And so what does your life look like day to day? What are you studying at uni? I'm doing my master's in management. And how is the university over there? Oh. Is, it, is it a university or a college? 
Um, it's it's a university, but they're called a business school. Okay. I don't understand what the difference is. Maybe quality education. Oh God, is it is it a bit subpar over there? Is yeah, it? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. What's an average day look like? How many hours are you studying? Um, How many contact face to face hours? Okay, so hours that I'm studying Monday to Thursday, six to nine p.m. So just three hours a day. Three hours a day. Okay. And we basically rock up to class. It's just basically me and my friends just socialize the whole time. I'm on WhatsApp messaging people. Oh, you're not even focusing on the lecturer? The quality of the teaching is terrible. Like as someone that's spent some time in academia, I know how to teach. Even as a therapist, I know how to engage with people. Mm. I don't think anyone, particularly our generation, learns anything from being talked at for three hours. Just no, no like engagement. No engagement whatsoever. And it's disorganized. There's a lack of communication. That's not good. Now, just to set this straight for some of the people listening, are you studying in English or German? English. Okay. Yep. And how much is this course costing you per semester? Uh, It's close to 8,000 a semester plus fees. So it's probably 30 to 35,000, depending on the exchange rate in total. Australian or Euro? Australian. Okay. Euro dollars or whatever they're called. What's it called? Euros. Euros, whatever. Euro dollars, euros, same, same. So, okay, so you're spending 30000 Australian. You're studying in English. What have you learnt? I've learnt that people from other cultures are pretty cool. Okay. I'm one of two native English speakers, which is crazy. I'm the only health professional. Mm. And basically all my friends were born in the 2000s. Yeah, you post with some really young people. I thought it was a cast of Rugrats. <laughs> so that's kind of what we're dealing with. If anyone doesn't know, hop on, what is it? Joshy Germany talk or something like that. What is it? I don't even know what it is. No, don't go on the TikTok. That TikTok's fucking dead. Okay, just hop on the Instagram. There's a couple of there's a couple of nice carousels there with you and some friends. So what do you do day to day? It's you know it's Christmas time. You go into the markets. Yeah, Christmas markets were amazing, but day to day I initially struggled to find a routine, mm. and I think because most of my friends are either South American, Spanish, or Italian. Hola. You know, wow, your Spanish is better than mine. Cheesy chips, please. <laughs> That's all I can really say. The way that they approach life from a temporal perspective is a lot different. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like Oprah. Slow down, boy. Temporal? Oh, sorry. The, Are the mushies still on? Like, what's <laughs> happening? That's the biggest word you've ever used. Well, that's because I'm bilingual now. <laughs> temporal, what does that mean? Um, so the way their routines are throughout the day are a lot different to the way that you and I approach a day. So, right. for example, here, like you wake up at six, go to the gym, blah, 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 start work, have uh, lunch at 12, have dinner at six, go to bed at 10, right? I wake up at 9 a.m. and I'm usually asleep again by 1 p.m., but continue. <laughs> normal people. <laughs> N- none of our listeners are yeah. normal people. No, 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 not, not the gays. I mean, we know that you live your own different fantasies. <laughs> anyway. You were talking about Germany. So, yeah, and because, like, none of us have jobs, like, we all wake up at, you know, 10 or 11, we have lunch at 3, we go to class at 6, and then we have dinner at 10 or 11 p.m. at night. And that routine for me is so much different because I've been working for for 10 years, had a really good routine, and having to go from that to being a student again is just so weird. Is it freeing, though? You've got so much free time. Doesn't it feel great? Like... Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, what do I do today? And especially the early days when you're going from, all right, these are my classmates, how do I initiate a friendship or how do I initiate someone being a friendship to a close friend? Mm. Whereas here, like, I'd be like, all right, put it out to the group chat, who wants to go to the beach today or who wants to, you know, go yeah, out for dinner? Yeah, I mean, you've got those existing networks, but I mean, like, if I know you and I do know you pretty well, I imagine you built those networks pretty quickly. Would you say that you generated some friends fairly rapidly? Yeah, I'd probably say so. Yeah. I think being an English speaker plus being pretty half decent at social skills and social dynamics and conversation has really helped. Are you considered exotic to them? Should we rebrand the podcast once more to the exotic boys? Should I change my Instagram handle from Josh Pistachio to Josh Exotic? Oh, that's a terrible Instagram handle. Who'd have that? (laughs) You know, but like, are you considered a bit of a, like, you know, a bit of a spicy flavour of ethnicity and culture? I would, not in the sense that you're probably suggesting. I think because we're a melting pot of so many different cultures, 
Mm. It's interesting that I I feel like culturally for the first time in my life, I feel a connection with these people. Oh, okay. Where do you think that comes from? Yeah, I guess here in Australia, culture for me was, as we've talked about before, such a a shameful thing to be so different. And, you know, the culture here is you're Australian Mm. and everyone's the same, Mm. regardless of how you look or blah, 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 blah. Whereas going there, I've got friends from all over the globe. You know, they all speak different languages. They all have their own experiences in life. And the group that we have together, which is probably about, I don't know, 15, 20 of us. Fuck. It's a lot of people. It's so rich in its culture where people are so either proud of their countries or they're so accepting of other countries. And I think for me, um, hanging out with a lot of Spanish or South American people or cultures, um, it's funny, I almost feel that intense connection to my Filipino culture. Okay. Because I know the Philippines obviously were invaded, is that the right word? Um, settled by the Spanish Portuguese. Great. Using the terms correctly, not offending anyone. I can see it really multicultural. It's great. Um, and yeah, I, I, I can't really explain it, but I feel this real connection to the these types of people from those countries. Okay. Do you feel like they in turn have a respect for your culture in a way that maybe you don't feel the same in Australia? Yeah, potentially. Or maybe that like acknowledgement of your culture, like you being different or being Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, it's um, they see me as Filipino and Australian and there's a lot of curiosity around both those cultures. Okay. Whereas here in Australia, and I really notice it coming back this last week, I, I feel, I don't feel different to anyone. Yeah. Like I, I feel very vanilla here in Australia, whereas over there I, I Ooh. feel different. I don't know. Okay. Vanilla over here, pumpkin spice latte over in Germany. That's what I'm getting. Mm. Does that bring a bit of attention with it? Um, and is that something that you enjoy? Um, does it bring attention in terms of... Are people more... Cu- well, you, I mean, it's, it's got it right. People are more curious about you. Yeah, and it, I think it's nice. Yeah, it would feel good for sure. It's interesting. Someone asked me, oh, what's it like living in Germany as a non-German or a non-Caucasian person? Mm. I was like... Yeah, it's interesting because uh, Munich in particular is a very safe city. Yes, there is a bit of discrimination if you're not German or if you don't speak the language. But apart from that, from a racism point of view, I, I don't feel the discrimination or the the unease that I feel here sometimes. I think I get it. You feel almost more at home in Germany. Sounds like you've got you know a cool a cool life going on. You've got a good group of friends. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is, can Josh actually speak German? What is the answer to that question? Yeah, I can. Okay. Uh, how would you rate your German abilities? Uh, my German abilities, not at the level that I thought it would be because I have one German friend and everyone else speaks Spanish or Italian. How would you rate your Spanish and Italian <laughs> abilities? <laughs> Even worse than my German, believe it or not. <laughs> um, Wait, when you went over there, what was the perception in your head of like how, how well you spoke? Would you say conversational? I'd say basic conversation. And when you got like over maybe there, was one, one or two step conversations I could have. Okay. And when you got over there, was that true? When I was drunk, I was really good. When I am drunk, I'm really good at German. Okay. I think it's a confidence thing. Sure. Like at the Polish wedding, I was speaking so much German to them. Well, that's weird because they're Polish. <laughs> so, I mean, fucking get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them spoke German. Okay. But okay. I thought, oh, yeah, all you Europeans sound the same. I'm just going to uh, speak this language. Oh, just not mash, triggering at all for them. Mash it all together. So I'd say my language right now is probably about five out of ten. Okay. My receptive language is quite good. I can read. I can understand maybe 70, 65, 70 percent of conversation if they speak slowly. Okay. But in terms and do of, they speak slowly? Though? Absolutely not. Oh, so it's a barrier on top of a barrier. <laughs> you don't really understand language, and they're talking yep. rapid fire. Yep, yep, yep. Shit. I think it will get better next year. I'm going to go back to more classes. Can't get any worse, can it? Well, I'm here in Australia for a month. So. You know what? That's a good point. Yeah. You'll probably step off the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I thought I would be speaking more German just day to day. But really, when you go out, you're, you're going to the shops, you're ordering food. That's the extent of the German that I need to speak to get by. Because the whole school's in English, The right? whole school's in English. They've written in are, English, yeah. timetables are in yeah. English. Um, but Oktoberfest was quite fun because the way that it's set up is that you, you go to these beer tents, you sit on a random table and you just make friends with random people there from all over the world. And obviously there's a lot of Germans there. 
Mm. Um, so I mean, I have a theory that Oktoberfest is circuit for straight people. There was one gay day at Oktoberfest. Thank you very much. Okay. Wait, one gay tent on one gay day. Sure, sure, sure. But, like, in general, it's a place where adults can mm-hmm. party uninhibited a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. They drink it's like crazy. It's a big beer and, festival. Yeah. There's, like, rides. Is there any nudity? Um, no, because uh, it's also a family affair. Not like you gays, you don't care about the family and the children. Oh, oh, okay. Stabbing straight through the heart. We did the gay dads episode. How fucking dare you? I forgot we did that. That was ages ago. Anyway. Anyway, tell me about Oktoberfest for straight people. Yeah, Oktoberfest was great, but oh, it's a big time. Like I thought I'd go maybe one or two days, but I ended up going 10 days. Eek. And you get served these big beers, which is a litre at a time. And they're about five and a half, six percent. So a lot stronger than normal beer. Are you serious? 6%? But wow. they're so easy to drink. I bet the, they The are. way that the Munich, the, they've got like this law around beer making and it's so pure. There's no preservatives. It's like drinking, you know, mother's milk. That's a saying that some people might not understand. No, I'm just I nodding. retract that statement. Immediately. <laughs> anyway, continue. I actually calculated, I ended up drinking probably 32, 33 litres over the 10 days that I was there. Jesus. A lot How of much beer. did that set you back? Um, probably close to, if it's 15 euros pop, I think it was about 600, 700 euros. Yeah. Just in beer. For someone that's not working, <laughs> it's a lot of cash. Yeah, this was at the start of my trip too. <laughs> yeah, go on. But it was really cool because I met a lot of people. Um, I ended up hooking up with someone at Oktoberfest. Ooh. Surprise, surprise, it was an Australian. What was his name? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say her name. But we were pretty, pretty drunk. Okay. And I don't know if I... Did um, you go back and get your jacket and pass out again? <laughs> you know, maybe that's going to be my move. That's your MO. Yeah. It's really cold. Can you... <laughs> I bet you use that line a lot when it starts to get a little bit hot and steamy. It's but, actually very cold in here, so... Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so anyway, I took her back to my place. And I don't know if I showed you pictures of my apartment. Uh, I watched a little quick 360 whip around. Yeah. You couldn't swing a cat in that place. No, it's 20 square metres, single bed. That that was implied, mate. That oh. was implied. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about, cats? <laughs> no, he's swinging cats. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I brought her back to mine. She's like, oh, it's a single bed. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to make this work. And I was so drunk. Like, you know, we were going at it for... Quite a while. And you know how I've got oh, this. Oh, did you have sex? Why is that a surprise? I am a sex god. <laughs> That's what they call me in Europe. Go on, go on. <laughs> you know how I've got this back injury? So I've mm. got an irritated disc. Mm-hmm. That was not helpful at all. Yeah, fair enough. So that combined with the fact that I had whiskey dick and couldn't mm-hmm. produce, mm-hmm. plus me just being a master in the bedroom and not stopping until the other person's satisfied. I think at one point I actually tossed her off the bed because oh. there was not enough space. The logistics is really hard. I don't know if you've done it. Had sex? No, I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> On a single bed. What would your advice be? Um, <clears throat> you know what? I don't think I I don't think I have had sex on a single bed before. Sounds like the loneliest situation in the world to be in. No, I've never I've never done on a single bed. Uh, it's always well, been a bit of extra space. But I'm sure there's some positions that are more comfortable than others. Well, right? part of me is like, should someone can be on the bed and someone can be off the bed, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of me is like, oh, should I have just taken the mattress, put it on the floor, so we've got that floor space to work with? Yeah, that's probably a better idea. Instead of throwing someone off the bed. Anyway, I did well, my she- back out. <laughs> I bet you did. What move were you trying to pull off when you when you you know? Oh, did your back out. I was just taking off my pants. <laughs> you are joking. Bending down to do the belt. Oh, my God. Sorry, love. Finish yourself off. <laughs> Jesus it was so Christ. bad. And so I've been celibate ever since just to heal my back. So uh, That's my excuse what, anyway. What happened after you went, oh, my back hurts? Did you just stop? Oh, no. I pushed through. I was so drunk. It oh, was the next day when yeah, I felt it. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. And like trying to do that transfer from bed to standing. <laughs> Sorry. You just used to transfer? I mean, I'm a physio. You're an OT. We talk about transferring all the time, but I love the fact that uh, you used it in this context. <laughs> wow. So it was a good experience though? I mean, it's always a good experience with me, Jordan. You look at me like I know. <laughs> I actually don't, despite what a lot of you fucking listeners think. We have never had sex. 
Oh well. Oh god. Another somewhat satisfied customer, as oh, they would say. That's it. That's it. Get hey. in line, ladies. Jesus. <laughs> that sounds. That's that's actually a pretty good story. I didn't know that you. You. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I am gobsmacked that my co-host has been laid because I certainly haven't been laid recently. <laughs> what? yeah. What's a dry spell for you? I recently went almost three weeks. Oh God. Yeah. No, no wonder you're so miserable. <laughs> And unpleasant to hang out with. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bit of a dry spell. I'm pretty single right now. I'd say I'm aggressively single. Are you on the market? Well, I guess technically, um, but I'm not. I'm not actively seeking. I downloaded uh, Bumble for Bumble. Yeah, what, what are you straight now? No, Bumble's for everyone. Is it homophobe? Really? They let the gays on there too. Jesus, kind of one thing. <laughs> yeah, one thing is all we need. <laughs> I had Bumble for seven days. I went on two dates with the same guy. Yeah, and it was pretty you – know, he's a nice guy, but honestly, I just – I didn't feel much of a connection. And I, I'm just not looking at the moment. Just – I'm not not interested in, yeah. like – I just don't feel anything. <laughs> just in general? <laughs> That's why I take mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a combination of that and just being quite lazy when it comes to, like – because when you're single, you really have to, like – Get a work, get out there. Dating's really hard. You get a date, but then for me, dating and sex are two different things. Oh, yeah, You've got to put effort into both of them. And I haven't really been putting effort into either of them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean. It's so funny dating in Europe, dating Germans, dating people of different cultures. Like obviously mm. I had Tinder over there and went on a handful of dates. The cultural difference is quite stark. Mm. Like I'm so attracted to... You repeat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't help it. Go on. <laughs> I'm so attracted to European cultures, particular countries, but I feel like at the end of the day, I'm so used to having that, I don't know, that energy of an Australian or um, that banter. Like I, I feel like my sense of humour can be quite offensive to people that don't actually know me or are used to the sense of humour that I have. In particular, you know, the Germans are quite a serious culture. Oh, they're so serious. But not in a funny way, in a, like a serious, boring way. I think people understand <laughs> what the word serious means. No, but like you can be serious in like a British dry humour way. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But Germans are just like, no, this is technically how it is. And it's like, okay, th- that's not funny. I mean, some Germans are really funny. I'm just going to cover right, my really? bases because... Name a German comedian. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's Austrian and he's not a comedian, but he does a lot. It's quite funny to laugh at, whether we're laughing with him. Yeah, I mean, that's a different joke. Um, but I um, I went on this date with this Swedish girl. No, not Swedish, Danish. Sorry, I'm getting my countries mixed up when you're... Jesus when Christ. When you're just so culturally aware, they all just... I don't think one. you're culturally aware at all. You keep mashing up every fucking combination of a European country, <laughs> culture, religion... Anyway, tell us about um, this. So, so we were messaging for quite a bit. I was getting good energy and we were going back and forth. And I was like, all right. Yeah, the Ouija board out, did you? Let's go on a date. Sure. And she was like, oh, okay, yep, Tuesday night, let's do da 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 And I was like, okay, cool. Oh. Um, what do you, is there any foods that you don't like having? And she ghosted me for a day. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And she said, oh. Like, vegan was she? Was she a vegan? No, but there's lots of vegans in Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started. All these environmentally active and healthy people. Anyway, let's go with the story. So, yeah, I was like, oh, what is there anything that you want? I'll book a place for dinner. And she freaked out. She was like, dinner? Like, <gasps> I haven't eaten before. <laughs> Anorexic. Was it was she? such a weird response. And she was like, oh, oh. Isn't that the response you normally get when you ask someone out? <laughs> what the fuck? But usually that's because of my personality, not because I've asked him for dinner. Oh, okay. Anyway, we ended up going on a date. She's like, oh, can we do coffee? And I was like, oh, it's seven o'clock at night. Yeah, sure, whatever. Couldn't find a coffee place, so we just went for a drink. And we were vibing for quite a bit. And then eventually I was like, no, nah, I need to ask a question. When I said, what do you want for dinner? You freaked out. Why is that? And she's like, oh, Dinner is just a very serious thing. Like mm-hmm. here in Europe, like you only go out for dinner if you want to marry someone. Like <laughs> not for the first time that we meet. And I was like, fuck me. Like only if you want to marry someone. Yeah. It was like, it's very serious. Like, sure. you know, you, if you want to take me out for dinner, it's because you want to be my boyfriend and <laughs> happily ever after. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I have dinner every other night here. Like it was, 
That was such a big call. And there was probably two or three examples of that where I've asked someone to go out for dinner and they've just completely freaked out. You're kidding. So if you want to, like, if you say to someone, do you want like a chicken parmesan? It's basically their equivalent of like a promise ring. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fascinating. Because I think for me, like I always connect through food. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, Australian thing, whatever. Oh, obvious. Yeah. I mean, but Europeans connect through food as well. This is the thing I don't get. Yeah. They, they're like, you know, they're out late, yeah, drinking, Boppa da boopy, lasagna. Wow. You've really nailed that language. Hey. Boppa da boopy and da 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 da. Hey, I have an Italian friend. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Boppa da boopy. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Did you see her again? No. Well, I was meant to because we were going to Vienna for one weekend and it just so happened that she was going to be there as well by herself. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Sorry, it's just a bit creepy the way you said it by yourself. Well, like, traveling, that's what, you know, that's what us Europeans do. Yeah, unattended. Like, you unattended? Know. <laughs> it sounds like she's a fucking minor. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she was like, oh, yeah, when I'm in Vienna, I'd love to hang out with you guys because I don't know anyone there. And I was like, yeah, fine. Like, you know, I meet someone once. Yeah. I assume that we're best friends or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let anyone into the group. Comes to Vienna, we message for a bit, and I was like, oh, we'll be here at this time. Heard nothing back. Do you, want, do you want to go out for dinner? Ghosted <laughs> again. She's like, you've learned nothing. You've learned nothing about my culture. <laughs> she messaged me two days later, and she was like, oh, you know, I, I, the reason why I didn't respond to <laughs> hanging out with you Who guys. is she? Does she have a medical condition? <laughs> she just drops fucking dead for two days. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say um, I don't like you. <laughs> you a Chinese woman. No, I was vaguely French. <laughs> how do you say? Um... Yeah, she's like, the reason I didn't message you was because I thought about our date and, you know, how you were saying you really enjoyed getting to know me and, and stripping back my layers because... Oh. Fuck me. Your use of just really <laughs> cringy and just vaguely sexual... Stuff is oh she like because I stripping back oh, my for layers. Fuck's sake, I'm trying to tell a story here. Sorry, get your Sorry. mind. It's just because it's been three weeks without sex doesn't mean you have to make everything so sexual. I've got a crush on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll be quiet. Tell the story. And she was like, "Oh, well, I, I feel like you only liked me because I was getting more drunk, and I want to get to know someone that likes me for who I am." And I was like, "Fucking bitch, we were together for four hours." We were having conversation because I remember on the date saying, oh, like I really enjoyed how you became vulnerable towards the end and showed a different side to you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry, just some of the rhetoric. You only liked me because I was getting more drunk and you became vulnerable. I was <laughs> like, so it's just a combination of words. It's <laughs> predatory, but go on. Yeah, and, she was like, and I was like, oh, I don't really understand what you mean, but okay. And she ghosted me, blocked me off Instagram. What the hell? Another happy story. Well, certainly wasn't a happy ending, that's for sure. Well, you probably when you back to the hotel. Yeah, I mean, Europeans are weird, aren't they? Let's just leave it at that. Hey, I love Europeans. They just don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I said the exact same thing about Australians. <laughs> so anyway, things are going well. Yeah, it sounds great. sounds great. Well, that wraps us up for our recap episode. Do you think we should do another one of these? Yeah, let's go. We've paid for two hours at this place. We might as well whip out another one. Okay. I was going to let that as like a natural break, but sure, you just answered it. 